Cause this is Sports Life Talk. What's hot in the streets from copping new sneaks to locals popping doing big things when gossiping tea like Kimberly pull you a dream. Sports life talk. Who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. Let the show begin. Sports life talk. Who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. I let the show begin. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life about sports is just time. B. Jones, you are over there, LSU. Up. <sighs> look, look at my guy, though. Look at, look at my guy. We, 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 we yeah. found oh, Okay, now I see why KT didn't have his camera on at yeah. the start of the show. It makes sense. <laughs> oh. I was wondering why, why he was Clearly, all LSU'd out. was lost. That's what it's about. Um, yes. Hello. Hello. And of course, we couldn't do this without B. Jones. Uh, Looking like Mr. LSU himself. Oh, uh, uh, hold on, Pam. This I'm doing good. This was just my intro outfit. Let, let me get let me get oh a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> let me get a little bit more comfortable for the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me. Let me get show right now. I just had to come out the warm ups. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let's go. You talk about? Let's go. Look who approved this bet. Be, be jealous. How come I didn't see any of this ambiance before the before the game? There was really no muster. Well, there was no trash talking. There was no build up to the game. It was kind of like you were waiting for the final score to happen, and then let's do it now. Because I'm going to tell you something, Serge. When you come from Louisiana, sometimes your back is against the wall. We traveled 600 miles into the Valley of Gators. Do you understand me? We were on the road. They tried to put fog in there. We had to start 54 scholarship athletes. We had mostly freshmen and sophomores. And for one night only, we conjured up some of that Bayou mojo. And we reached up and we grabbed that lightning wire from the mountaintops. And we set the world on fire. We ruined playoff hopes for the Gators. 
Oh my God! It was a beautiful night. But bro, you hey. didn't really think they were gonna. They had a good chance. No, Serge, I didn't think we had a chance. I, and that's what's so beautiful about being from Louisiana. And if you were from the state, you would understand. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that voodoo just sprinkled me, man. Sometimes it just happened that way. All right, Martin Luther King. Hey, right, well, fighting tigers! All right, you can let it go now because you didn't do all this beforehand. So don't try to act up now. You know what? You're right. I, I was extra. You were. You're right. I was extra. Let me, let me take the hat off. Let me take the hat off. I'm being a good sport. And let me put. Let me put on my show hat. Come on. Come on. Can I come continue? Yeah. Come on. Please continue. All right. So again, this is episode 73, entitled "The Landlord," and this week our cover athlete is Mr. Larry Allen. So KD. Take it away. All right. Larry Christopher Allen Sr. is a former professional football player who was a guard for 14 seasons in the NFL. He was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in the second round of the 94 NFL draft. At six foot three in height and weighing 325 pounds, Allen is regarded as one of the physically strongest men to have ever played in the NFL, having recorded an official bench press of 705 and a squat of 905. About weight. He also did 20 reps of incline bench press with 520. Despite his strength and size, he still had speed to run down defenders. An 11 time Pro Bowl selection, Allen played 12 seasons with the Cowboys and earned a Super Bowl ring with the team after a 27 17 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers in Super Bowl. What Super Bowl was that, y'all? Which one? What's the, what's the letters? <laughs> XXX. That's 30. That's Super Bowl 30. Okay, All right. He played his final two seasons with the San Francisco 49ers before signing a one-day contract with the Dallas Cowboys, allowing him to retire with the organization that drafted him prior to the 2008 regular season. In his career, he played in more Pro Bowls than any other Dallas Cowboy offensive player in franchise history. On February 2nd, 2013, Allen was voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Larry Allen's nickname was the landlord because he owned that space. All right, B, what you got for the trivia for Mr. Allen? First and foremost, before we do the question, the rules are simple. You go to www.sportslifetalk.com. You be the first to answer the question. There's only one stipulation. Your name cannot be ProSale, Andrew, or be a coach. So if <laughs> any of, the, if, of those are the only ones, because Andrew ProSale, he is literally in my pocketbook every week. And so he's excluded. Coach, call me offline. I might do something special for you because uh, you want so much. I'm pretty sure you had enough for your SLT t-shirts and hoodies and whatnot. So today's question is very simple. In his transition, he went to the 49ers after he left the Dallas Cowboys. En route to, to going to the 49ers, he changed his number. So the question to the SLT fandom, easy. What was his new number? But this is where it gets tricky. If you were paying attention, tell me who was the cover athlete for the new number. So his new number and who did SLT, Sports Life Talk, choose as the cover athlete? So now you have to listen to the show to actually be able to get this. You can't just Google it. Now what? Okay. Let's go. I see all right. you with the tough trivia. All right, all right, all right. So coach, sorry, you, you, you can't get a shirt this week, but we still love you. All right, so moving on to some local life. KT, what local athlete are you featuring this week? Oh God, she's an outstanding athlete, by the way, but what school she go to kind of sucks. All right, so Kaya Johnson from Capel, Texas, 
What can we say about this fantastic athlete? She was a first-team All-American. She competed in the Junior Olympics. She got a perfect 10 on the vault, earning the SEC of the year, amassing 22 individual titles. And she represents a school in Louisiana that Odell Becker went to. So Kaya Johnson is our local athlete of the week. Propel, stand up. That was all B. Jones, by the way. There's no way in hell I'd have picked her. You, cho- you chose an excellent athlete. You chose an excellent oh, athlete. Oh, yeah, yes, you did. You chose one. Hey, go Tiger. Is that what you want to hear? Go Tiger. Oh, my goodness. It can't you know get what? any better this Wednesday night. You know what? I'm going to be honest, B. Jones. I just filled out a college application for Terrence at LSU. So if you got some pool, you know, make a couple phone calls and see. I got you. you. I got you. Hey, yes. I got I didn't, you. Look, I didn't pay the application fee, though, but, you know. Pam, he don't have the GPS. Hey, I mean, don't trust me, Jones. He ain't got the GPS. I got you. Today was National Signing Day. We need some more. We need some more tigers. All right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, who has a local business? You know what? I tell you what. I don't have a new local business, but I step up in this this spot this weekend. I told y'all we were going to try to do it. I actually went to. Pokio's, my very own self. I ventured into the restaurant. I mean, it's like a little small hole in the wall right there off of right over there by SMU campus. So it's literally across the street from the stadium. That's how crazy it is. And we had some ice cream cookie sandwiches. I got my recommendations for you if you want to try a few. Hey, it it was worth it. It was it was real. So we co-signed to a really good local business. So I guess Pokio's get it for back-to-back weeks. You know what I'm saying? Back-to-back. All right, then, y'all. So let's start with the kickoff question for this week. Is this really the kickoff question? (laughs) When we talked about this, I don't remember this being a part of it. So this was just thrown in there. Go ahead and read it, Pam. Let's just do half. All right, let, let me read it. Let me let me try to put some emphasis, some excitement in my voice as I read it. This past weekend, we saw a 26 point. <laughs> I was about to say, you're not reading it right. Yeah, it like, this really past weekend, we saw a 26 point underdog LSU Tigers go on the road and defeat the number six Florida Gators in the nation in prime time. So I will ask you guys, in your opinion, what was the biggest upset in history? So, Serge. And that's sports history, not necessarily just college football history. Yeah, correct. Yeah, in history. Yeah, in history. history. I'm probably going to go with the 2004 Red Sox over the Yankees. I think Ooh. being able to, first of all, the Yankees were far and away favored to win that series because they had already just previously won two out of the previous four World Series. And Red Sox, the Red Sox curse was still alive and well. But being down 3-0 and to come back and beat the Yankees and win Game 7 on the road, and they were pretty much also down to their last out in Game 4 in Boston. So, and that's where Big Poppy became, David Ortiz became Big Poppy in doing that that run that they had to the World Series. So I would say the Red Sox over the Yankees in 2004. Okay, KT? Well, the Deb Show won the game on Saturday. We know that much. But I'm going to go with Lester Douglas over Mike Tyson because no one. That's a good one. And people to this day probably think that Mike Tyson took a dive because he should have demolished him. But hey, that's what I'm going with Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson. All right. What about Jake over Nate? That's what, that was going to be mine. That was actually going to be mine. Can I leave? B. Jones, who you got? Well, y'all know I couldn't just follow instructions and just do one. So I I got three, actually. And I know the fans out there are going to love all three of these. The first one was a Boise State defeating OU. 
in a bowl game. It was it was just crazy the way that happened. Everybody thought Boise didn't even deserve a spot. Back then, it was the BCS Championship Series, and nobody thought they should have been there. They upset Adrian Peterson-led Oklahoma team. The next one was the first year, number four, Michigan, falling to Appalachian State. Now, as you notice the theme, minds are all football related, but that was a team that had Chad Henney. It had Mike Hart. That team was literally one of the best teams in the nation with so much returning talent. And Appalachian State went in to the big house and toppled them. It was an amazing, I mean, I, I still to this day, I can't get that block extra point or that block field goal out of my head uh, yep. with that kid running down the sideline. And then finally, anybody who's a true football fan is going to respect this one. The Super Bowl of which the undefeated Patriots were going up against the New York Giants. The Giants went in. Mario Manningham made an all-world catch. It just was the perfect storm. Michael Strahan, mm-hmm. David Tyree. It was just a, it was just a perfect storm. No, it was a David Tyree. Excuse me. Manningham was the second one. David Tyree. David Tyree made the catch of ball catches and they actually went on to defeat the New England Patriots. So to me, that upset probably, I I can't, I can't recreate that. Okay. Then we got in the comments, the Mavericks, when they went on that championship run, they got against LeBron, but that whole playoff run, we were under the series. And also Duke versus you. Mavericks is a good one. Ooh, yes. But see, that, but that was in the final four. Wait. No, that, yeah, that was, was in the final four. Duke versus UNLV? That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Played, that was in the final four. I thought they played in the championship game when UNLV beat them. You're talking about this is the uh, late 80s? No. Early 90s? That's what I mean. But that was a final four is the final, the final three, the final four teams in two, three games. So what I'm saying, that, that, like the, both of those teams that four, made man. it all the way there. So I'm, I'm just saying it's not a big upset. Like we're not talking about David versus Goliath. Like, you know, LSU going into Florida as an underdog. That that Duke team and those UNLV teams were pretty good. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. All right. Well, like I said, mine was going to be. I don't want to do that. I'm trying not to. <laughs> Kevin, but you got on the right colors. You look good, man. I'm impressed by the way you look. You do. You do. You, you look good. I just, I just thing, need to put a smile. Just put a smile on your face, KT. No, like it, it probably won't be one this episode, KD. Next week for Christmas, I have my Santa hat on and I'll smile the whole time for you. But tonight, okay, okay. No, I'm gonna hold you. I'm gonna hold you to it, KT. You know what? I cannot wait for our Christmas episode next week. What I you can't... got planned? What you got planned? Oh, I'm gonna be Santa's little helper. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, based off based off of your story that you told us off air, you look like you've been helping enough people already. So, so I, a lot of lessons sitting on it. You saved some lives at Haywire. You saved some folks' lives. You know what? Look, just, look, just for all the listeners and everybody who's listening, don't don't mess with Pam, y'all. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, I won't talk about our cooking no more. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even paying no attention. Let's get into some headlines. (laughs) All right. So choosing money over the chance of winning. So Giannis signed a a big contract with the Bucks. So did he make the right choice? Because, you know, it's kind of obvious he's probably not going to win a championship there with the Bucks. So he chose the money. I probably would have chose the money too, but that's what happens when you ain't got none. So, KT, we all know <laughs> smaller markets aren't an attractive destination for superstars. Why do you think he signed this deal? For every reason you just said, he knows he's not going to win a championship, so why not take the money? And I'll say this one thing before you know Serge goes. This is huge for the NBA, for the smaller market teams. 
Because if he didn't sign and he went to L.A. with LeBron, then what's the point of having teams like Sacramento or Milwaukee? Because, I mean, they won't have any kind of revenue with no big names. So I'm glad that he signed, even though we know he would not win a championship there in Milwaukee. Okay. Serge, do you honestly believe the Bucks can create a team that can get to the finals? Didn't they almost, like, I know almost doesn't count, but. Yeah, almost doesn't count. They, I think they can create a team in the next four to five years that can make it to the finals. They can, but I think it's all still going to come down to how, how much better Giannis gets. Because I think what we've seen is when it comes to the playoff time, he's he's just not capable of taking over like he does in the regular season where the defense is focused on you game after game after game. He hasn't developed a, a mid-range jump shot. Definitely cannot shoot the three and make it even worse. He shoots, shoots free throws at like at a 62, 63% clip. And that's not going to get it done from your star player. I, I do like the pickup of Drew Holiday. I think it's an upgrade over Eric Bledsoe for sure. I wish they would have gotten Bogdanovich. Then I would have really been on the bandwagon for them to go to the finals and compete with Brooklyn. But I just don't realistically think that he'll win a championship in Milwaukee, unfortunately. But I think it's still good that he signed with them, not only take the money, but to show that it is it shouldn't always come down to just about championships. You know, like if you're willing to give it your all, because I wouldn't have been any less of a fan of Dirk, even if he didn't win a championship in those 20 years he played here. It just, and who knows, maybe he might go on a run like that one year where you catch some breaks and you catch a team with an injury or here and there, and you're able to pull one out. So I don't believe that he'll win, but I'm rooting for him for sure. All right. So, KD, we now know that Giannis isn't going anywhere. Do you think he can lead a team to a championship? And what teams do you think will stand in his way? Like all of them? <laughs> I don't think he can lead them to a championship. Maybe close, maybe close to it, like almost getting into playoffs, but not all the way, not winning all the way. I feel like he needs more role players and they need more scoring. So that's that's my opinion. But it's weird to say, like, I would have gone with the money over, you know, over the ring. And then it's it's funny how we, you know, how we choose certain things for certain players. So it's interesting to hear the different opinions. Gotcha. Okay. So B. Jones, what does this mean for the immediate future of the NBA? How do you compare this to Mahomes being signed by Kansas City? Well, first, shout out to my my two colleagues here because they they are 100% correct. In the playoffs, he goes from the Greek freak to just the Greek. Like Kevin said, this is huge. Being under the age of 25 for the NBA to now have established between Giannis and Luca being kind of the international stars or stars that have an internet that don't play for, you know, Team USA. And then to look, to look locally and you still have the players like my guy Devin Booker and the kid that just balled out of Jamal Murray. They Zion. like the future. Yeah, the, it's the Zions, the John Morants, yes. So the NBA future is, is great. And then we're talking about a player who's won two MVPs. So for the NBA, this is a great move. Now, what I'm going to say is this is not like Patrick Mahomes signing with Kansas City. And let me tell you why. Because in my earnest heart of hearts, I feel that in the next 10 years, Patrick Mahomes will retire. Whether that's 10, 12, 15 years from now, he'll retire at the age of 40 and he will retire as a Kansas City Chief. Now, due to the way NBA contracts, 
contracts are structured. I wouldn't be surprised if Giannis don't get traded in the next three years. We see a, a move similar to what we've seen with the Carmelos, even mm -hmm. with the Kevin Durant, no, excuse me, not the Kevin Durant, the Westbrooks, just some of these, Anthony Davis, for example. You're going to see at the last year of Giannis's contract, Milwaukee won't be able to put the players that he want around him be competitive. And like Kevin said, uh, and, and the, he'll move to either another small market or he'll probably partner up with another one of the big names, unfortunately, in L.A. or New York or something or like Dallas. that. So, or Dallas. So I personally don't see the Greek freak being there. So I don't think it's going to mean as much as what Mahomes signing that historic deal to the NFL means. Yeah, I think the other small market teams need to take a page out of the Milwaukee Bucks organization because they've at least been trying a lot of people are trying to compare LeBron left versus Giannis chose to stay. I'm like, but the Cleveland Cavaliers were, they didn't want to trade J.J. Hickson to get Amari Stoudemire back in 2005. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. So you weren't willing to put the best team around LeBron to try to win. Of course, he's going to go ahead and leave. But he still chose to come back when he didn't have to. Nobody forced him to come back. He chose to come back, got you the ring that you needed. Now you're good for the next 50 years, basically, right? But And then he still progressed and won another championship already. So I don't think the comparison is too. But I think small market teams like the Pelicans, let's see in five, six years, are they able to retain Zion? Because it'll be – you don't think the Lakers and the Knicks and Miami, they're all going to be right there trying to recruit Zion too, right? So – and whichever star players at that time, the top two, three guys are going to want to play together or whatever. So – It'll definitely be interesting, but I think the Bucks organization should get a lot of credit, too, in addition to Giannis saying yes to Supermax. All right, I have a question. This is off-topic, off-subject, not even on the script. But at what level do we stop, does it stop being about everyone getting playing time and just going off of trying to win a game? For instance, when you're younger and you're playing in certain leagues, when you're younger, you know, you want everyone to get certain playing mm -hmm. time. At what point do we need to stop that? And then the reason I ask that is because, sorry, Plano West, but I'm about to call y'all out. Oh. Here's this team always has, like, they'll get this huge lead. Like last night at the game, it was Plano West versus Plano East. West, my son's team, <laughs> was up 20 points, right? Mm -hmm. The coach decides, you know what? All my good players, come sit down. And I'm going to put in the players that don't play often. Do y'all know within the first three minutes, the lead went down to nine. They went on like a 8-0 run just that fast. And it's like, okay, <laughs> first of all, you shouldn't have subbed out like everybody. Like literally he took everybody out of the game and then put everybody else in. So like at what point do we stop trying to keep everybody happy and, and like – it's about winning or does that exist? I don't know. What, no, you, that, that, that starts in middle school. Now speak on myself, for example, I have my starters in, if they get a big lead, like a 20 point lead, then of course you make sure you get other guys in. Cause you, you never know when you're going to need them. So right. I can understand that. So like, like I said, for me, I make sure everybody gets in the game at some point in the game. Now the way you're playing, when you get in there, that determines how long you, you stay continue. Here. Yeah. You're right. Like in middle school, that's when that starts. When it's all, it's more about winning, and you're still trying to build that up. But in high but school, would you take out? I don't understand why he takes out every single one. Like to me, it's like you would rotate. Like you wouldn't take out the entire starting right. lineup or the entire even second bench and put in your entire third. 
Well, how right. much time was left in the game, though, Pam? That that has a big uh, thing. I was going to ask that. Yeah, how it depends on how much time was left in the game. This was fourth quarter. This is fourth yeah. quarter. How much, well, how much time left? in fourth quarter was left? Oh, it was the start. It was like seven minutes in. So there's, you know, they play four eight-minute quarters. So, I mean, we were in the fourth quarter. It was like seven minutes in. We had a 20-point lead. All of a sudden, by the time the fifth minute hits, the score is down just close by nine. Like, Well, you also want to get your starters rest, too, because you want them to be out there and they get hurt in the 20-point. But then you sub them all out. Like, No, you can You gradually send them you in. Yeah, you can gradually do it. Yeah. The problem with that also Damn. is, like, if there's a <laughs> – Guys who don't get to play, there's a, let's just say there's five of them. If you put in three and they get to play all seven minutes of the of the end of the game and the other two guys only get to, say, play the last three minutes of the game, it's still like, well, why didn't I get to play all seven? You know, like it's always going to just have that feeling because you, like KT said, you never know when you're going to need them. And this is going to be their opportunity to get the most amount of game experience because even those guys who are – maybe not as good now, who knows, in the next year or two, they might be better to where they start until they're expected to play more. And until you're in the heat of the game, you don't really know well, the toll that it takes on you from a physical standpoint, mental standpoint. And so it also gives the opportunity for these guys to get better. But I would still stagger the guys in. But that's something you have to have a conversation at the beginning of the season. As a coach, you sit down all your players, you know who your starters are, who know you're a second team guy? If there's just guys who, if it's a tight game, you're pretty much not playing more Pam, than one. Pam. So you got two minutes. Yes, sir. You're looking like a million bucks. So you was at the game looking fly. I, I, I feel you out there trying to catch something. But let me ask you this question: <laughs> <laughs> Did did y'all win the game? Yes. All right, then. Right. You don't, qu- no, wait, wait, you don't wait, question wait. the coach. Wait, they wait, just wait. got a W. No, 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 no. Because it happens on. Friday night, too, and we lost that game. All I'm saying is he does this all the time, and we end up, like, either barely winning or losing by, like, four points because we lost a huge lead. But so, me I mean, I'm just asking. I ain't trying to tell nobody how to coach because oh, no. I've never yeah. coached. So I'm yeah. no. I, 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 I like – I'd rather have the coach do that than just never really even look to even – nah, these guys aren't good. I'm not going to play them. I'm letting my guys write it out. They got the lead. They they earned it. They get to keep playing. No, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't. Okay, but then don't you, as a player, don't you feel like once you start to lose the lead and the coach pull you out, you're like, damn, okay, let me sit down there. Like, does that not make you, as a player, feel like even worse? Because you finally get in the game. You had a 20-point lead, and y'all, y'all squads, y'all's five scored nothing, and this team just came back and killed the lead? I mean, I'm just asking. Well, Katie, you go on, and I'm going to say something. Oh, so my question is about asking about time and making sure that everybody's happy. Who's complaining about the amount of time that the second string is playing? Is it the players or the parents? If anybody, I just want to know. Probably probably the parents. I don't know. Okay, so the parents actually, like at high school level, parents are still complaining about the amount of time? Oh, yes. What? I think think as a a, a parent, you you would because your kid is also going to practice. They're still training. They might not be as good as those guys, but they have the same aspirations of being on the team and being a part of the team. So when they get minimal time to end the game, it's like you work, you put all this work in, but I can't even showcase like what I may be okay, better at. Because I might shoot better than anybody else, but I can't dribble. I can't play defense. I can't do nothing else, but I can shoot. But I, can, I can't even showcase that I can actually shoot because I can't even get in the game. Because there's, okay. there's a reason why you can't get in the game because the coach 
He watches you in practice. Yeah, so and that's why you're not getting that playing time. Yeah, so I will say this: at his school, he did tell me, which I didn't know. They did it last year too. They do like he does. The coach does like a point system in practice, so you get points for how fast you're running, yeah. how many layups you make, how you know you get points for certain things, and that's how he kind of determined like his starters. I, I get that, but at the same time, do you give? preference to your seniors who are trying to still get scholarships and get noticed and things like that, who won't be, who might not be playing again next year. So do you give them the preferential treatments for their last year? Because well, number one, wait, number one is also COVID. So we don't even know when the season is going to, season could be shut down mm-hmm. tomorrow. So do yeah. you give seniors, especially your good seniors, do you give them preferential treatment? I'm just asking. Because as a coach, yes, you want your seniors to get in there and, and get get looks, but okay. my job is on the line, too. I'm putting my best five out there. Yeah, my job is to win games. I don't care if you're a freshman or sophomore. If you go out there and get buckets and help me win and help this program, that's what it's about. Of course, like I said, you want your seniors to be seen to get scholarships, but at the end of the day, it's about winning. So oh, let me just point out, because Scoop said something about the juniors and sophomores. This is only a – 11th and 12th grade school. So these are only 11th and 12th graders playing. Now they do allow some sophomores from the 9th and 10th grade school to try out, but I don't think on this year's team there are any sophomores. It's all They're probably not good enough to make the team. More yeah, exactly. So, so exactly. Pam, at what time did they take T out the game? Because I'm assuming they took T out the game. <laughs> well, let me just say this. Let you, say sound, this. you sound like somebody mama right now. You yeah. sitting in them fans hot. You no, you and the rest like of the parents section. You got taken out the game. Other parents complain, why is my son not in the game? Yeah, and okay. see, they took the starters out, and they made up this eight-point lead. I can see you out there right now. Coach, hey, hey, get this together. Coach, we need to do something different. <laughs> let me just say this. Last night was a big rivalry. You have East versus West, so it's a yeah, very big rivalry rivalry already so when we were up 20 points oh i ain't gonna say my baby boy had a dunk but so when we got up 20 points everybody was hype it was dunking going on it was yelling from this side yelling from that side so i understand i understand please don't i'm not trying to say sit all the third string down i'm just saying i'm just saying but the one thing that i do notice and that every parent notices not just me because i'm his mama Terrence is very good at rebounding and blocking. And yes, so at the end of the game, when, when all that, athletic. that matters, that absolutely matters when the other team shoots the ball and it misses, somebody's got to go up there and grab that rebound and take it back down if the, the game is close. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be that parent, even though I kind of sound like that parent right now. I was just asking the groups of him. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. And I want to say one more thing. That was a great question. Yeah, with that, it's a 20-point lead, too. So you're hoping that your, your guys can hold it. And there is a such thing as sportsmanship because you don't want to be that team that goes out there and you're beating somebody and you just continue. You're pouring it on, pouring it on, pouring it on because other teams will come after you. Yeah. I'm just saying, this is like an LSU-Florida Gators rivalry. Exactly. You don't go into Death Valley after they, the LSU mascot died and hold up skeletons about the yeah. mascot to, to pick. You know what I'm saying? Because then what happens is is the next two seasons, them same Tigers that you pissed off, yeah. they go to your house and whoop your ass. That's what I'm saying. Eventually, that's what happens when you keep messing with the little man. 
Exactly. So it's all about sportsmanship too. So you got to keep yeah. that in mind. Well, we end up winning the game. We do play every school. So now, yeah, last night was the first night of our district game. So that was the first one. We do play them again in our house. We were at their house. So it'll be very interesting because the boys were very hyped. I just quick, wanted to know people. Quick question. Who was the underdog? Who, who was the better team? Who was supposed to win that game? That I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay. That. Because of how, you know, COVID and everything has canceled so many games and stuff. I don't really know what the what the records were. Anyway. But I'm, I'm very, even though it's off topic and not on script, I'm very glad that you asked the question because these are the kind of conversations that more and more people need to be having in this day and age because I feel like people are always looking for these littlest things to complain about. But this, yeah, is, cry, a, this is also this is also a real issue. Like there there is a fine line and every coach doesn't do it the way Plano West's coach just did. Some coaches choose to do it differently. If KT was coaching the other team, he'd be like, oh, man, look at them. They they just put in their bench people in. I'm going to still keep my starters out there. Now I'm going to pull my starters out. We're already down 20. I'm going to give my guys who don't get to play a chance, even though we're down 20. Some people put in that. If you look at the NBA games, when there's six minutes left and there's a 20-point lead, some teams will still keep their starters in because you can make four threes in a row, and it's back to an eight-point game. And, you know, that was that good these guys are, but some people like Greg Popovich, perfect example. He'll put in his whole bench. Going to the fourth quarter, we're down 18, even though we could come back. Nah, we ain't trying to come back. I'm going to let these guys who who put in their work during practice and stuff, I'm putting them in. I'm teaching the guys who are starters a lesson. If you want to play in the fourth quarter, you should have had a lead or making a more competitive game too. So it's a, it's a fine balance there. Okay. Katie, you have any any thoughts on this at all? Because your daughter plays soccer. I mean, it's still a matter, you know, sports to sports. So Yeah, and I guess for me, like I said, like I was just mind blown about the fact that it's kids that are in public school, like especially high school. Like I, I, would, I would think that it would be up to the kid to make their point, to prove their point that they deserve time on the court. I didn't think that parents would be complaining to the coach about playing time. But I also, I do understand what you mean as far as like why would a coach make a maybe a dumb I don't know what you would call a dumb decision switching the teams all together and not doing it gradually I know some some coaches they just don't they're not thinking and it's so much stuff going on at one time so they kind of just do it and then think about it afterwards but I hate I hate when that happens and then the team ends up losing if they had a lead so I mean don't get me wrong I'm not trying to say don't put him in I'm just trying to say I think he needs to be more aware strategic just right. yeah, make it make it a rotation oh, thing. Like, don't take if somebody is good at shooting, don't take that shooter out to replace them with somebody who's not. Like, make make good switch outs. Give everybody a break and give everybody a chance to play. Please don't think I'm that parent to say. Well, well, we, we know we know you that parent. No. The question yeah, is, no. is, is KD? <laughs> so so Miss Kimberly, they pulling Jade out there. We already know Pam type of crazy. So my question to you is, is are you what what you gonna do when they pull Jay out that game? So let me tell y'all, one time we were at a tournament and it was freezing, freezing <laughs> cold outside. And I was paying my money. It was it was a select team. I was paying my money and they just, they took her out when she was having an amazing game. She was a little younger. So it, I feel like subs, a sub wasn't needed. So I was like, I got somewhere to be. So we, I took out, like took her out and we left. Damn, so, you left the so sideline? Huh? Are y'all talking Were y'all about up doing the game or down doing the game? Well, you know, soccer, like it's not like a 20 point lead. It's always like three yeah, to like one or something like that. Two, like 
yeah, like two one or maybe three one. It was it wasn't. I don't remember exactly. It was a few years ago, but yeah, I was I called her from the sideline. I was like, "Get your stuff," and then we left. So wow. So, um, but, did but, they actually when the lead came down and further and further down and got closer? Did they put the starters back in? Absolutely. When it uh, got okay. to like four minutes in the game, coach was like, "Uh, well, get on back out." Hey, and they uh, won. Hey, they, they hey, pulled hey, at least they're out. fresh. They got their rest and they're ready to go back out there. So. Absolutely. So what was her, what was her reaction when you told her to go? Was she like upset she had to leave her team, or was she like, yeah, I'm pissed because I got to come off the field too? Yeah, well, she was like, yo, why we got to go? You know, because you teach your kids team spirit and be like you're a team, but it it just it, it was. It didn't play well with her that day. Yeah, yeah it, it was play well with her that day. Yeah, it was just wrong. It was bad timing. Other stuff was going on, and I was like, okay, we're just better off leaving. But now, if they were to do that, like, I totally understand. So, Jada, I, I wouldn't. I'm not the type. I feel like the coach has a lot to deal with, so I would never, ever complain. And sometimes I'm like, hell, take her, take her ass off the field right now. Like, I'll take her off for you. So, Oh, I'll tell coach in a minute. Terrence needs to come sit down. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we got to go to one of these games. I got to see this. Yeah, I did. Me too, too like, man. Like, hey, because. Yeah. Our, we already heard about putting them pause on somebody at the game. That I was just about to say, Kevin. See, that's the second, second story we got about Pam in, this, in the arena. Wilding out. Hey, I just <laughs> making sure I got my camera ready when I walk in. That dude was on the team whose mom. Yeah. Hey. So, hey. I didn't see her there. She wasn't there, but he was there. He didn't play a lot because I told y'all he wasn't that good anyway. But anyway, moving on to Power Surge. Thank y'all for that conversation. I appreciate y'all indulging me on that one. But moving on to Power Surge, Intellectual Surgeon, what do you have for us this week? Yes, ma'am. As we keep rocking and rolling, first and foremost, I can pretty much acknowledge that I'm 2-12 and 12 in my main league, been out of the playoffs, <laughs> and out of the playoffs in my two other leagues. With one, I was predicted to win by 17 points against B. Jones, and B. Jones beat me fair and square. Thank you, Depot Samuel, for getting injured on the first play of the game. So, pretty much helped B. Jones go out. Go out. Um, as far as our daily fantasy goes, we had 15 players join last week. Party like a girl star. We finally have a, a new winner, which we like to see. So, Mr. KD or KT, or no. KDT, hey, hey, damn it. <laughs> so congratulations to him on winning the Daily Fantasy for this week for the first time. And we already have the new one, Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer, <laughs> already up for this week. Love so the title. In that Christmas holiday spirit. So that's the Daily Fantasy for this weekend. Be sure to make sure to have your team in by tomorrow because there is hey. a third Yeah, sh- shout out to my man. K- it's KD. What, what is his real yeah. name? His real name is Kevin? Yeah, his name is Kevin, but K- KD. Hey, he been rocking with us for the last two, three weeks too, man. So, yes, hey, yes. I salute you, man, because I thought I had the game plan to bust your head, fam. And uh, <laughs> I was a show I was about to eat, but uh, I came. I think I came in like fourth place, something like yeah. that. I don't know. And he, and Coach was obviously number two per usual, so he was fighting for that. So. Yeah. Hey, hotel wants it all the time. Hey man, can I get that link? I said I got you, man. So that's how KD is. So I sent it today before he could even ask me for it. I'm gonna go. So, I'm gonna go. So I'm look, a, I'm you're welcome. 
I'm about to bust all y'all. I'm you may want to go ahead and reserve, reserve your spot now, just in case. <laughs> yeah, because I, I had sent the link out. Oh, and by I the way, I'm glad it. you said that too, because this week's league starts tomorrow night. Correct. Because okay. game because oh. games are played on Saturday and Sunday. That's right. So it's Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Good Monday. Week. 16 games. So you got to get your spot locked in tonight. Correct, correct. And so... Even though I'm not in the, the fantasy waiver wire, really, I'm still I play till the last season, regardless if I'm out or not. That's just the way I work. I don't I don't quit. I mean, if I paid money for it, I'm going to keep playing. So if you get mad that I picked up a waiver player that you wanted, too bad. Sorry, go so proud of your mom. So Jeff Wilson, running back, San Francisco, I believe Raheem Mostert is questionable to play this weekend against the Cowboys. So Jeff Wilson, even with Mostert, has actually been putting up numbers because he's been getting splitting carries. Tim Patrick, receiver for the Denver Broncos, has actually been putting up some decent numbers the last six weeks. Nelson Aguilar, very underrated pickup during the offseason from the Eagles. He was obviously known for his drops in Philly, as like everybody else was. But he's been doing a really good job and has a good connection with Derek Carr being their wide receiver one to go along with Darren Waller. And hey, if you need a QB, I know it's late in the season, Jalen Hurts. I think he kind of showed people that he's a potentially a better version of Taysom Hill, who can actually probably throw the ball more like from the pocket accurately. And the game plan is completely different now going against the Eagles. You can't plan for Carson Wentz. So I think Jalen Hurts just brings a new spark. I think you can see that the team is feeding off of that. Defense, offense. Now all of a sudden, everybody wants to catch balls, not drop them like they were doing Carson Wentz. I don't know. Well, what that's about, but don't buy that fool's gold, sir. We used up, we used up all the medicinal voodoo we had in in Gainesville, Florida. We didn't have nothing left for for Philadelphia, man. That's the only reason why Jalen hurt. We, huh? we okay. yeah, what it is. Okay. That's all it was. So my power pick of the week, I got the Falcons over the Bucks. I was wrong on my pick last week with the Giants, who didn't win. But the Falcons over the Bucks this week is what I got. And then lock of the week, I got actually the – I'm picking the Dolphins to beat the Patriots. Ooh, um, I like it. I I really believe to uh, – and that defense, they've got to pick every week for the last 19 weeks. Salty. Salty. Mr. Howard and Mr. Byron Jones, who <clears throat> used to be on the Cowboys, obviously is playing a lot better. And I don't think it really matters if it's two or Ryan Fitzpatrick, to be honest. I just think they just have Brian Flores do an amazing job, and it should be right at the top for a coach of the year. So that's all I got for this week, people. Right. Hey, Serge. Hey, Serge. Can I can I beat the number one team in the league, man? Do I have a chance? Hey, hey, you already did one. Beat, beat me as an underdog. Why why not make it two in a row? Hey, well, I told you, me me winning, you winning. We're a team, bro. Your team didn't even get off the bus, sir. They didn't. They want. They didn't want to play that one, man. No. B. Jones, you sure talking a lot of trash. Anyway. No, that, that, was, that wasn't one trash. Serge team literally shat the bed. I mean, I think that was your worst performance in what, seven weeks, man? It was. It was. Yeah, I think it was his worst performance probably of the whole I told season. You that Debo Samuel got hurt on the first play of the game. That's what I knew. I was like, yep, yep, I'm not with Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time for the drop. So, KD, is there some new music or was there some new music dropping this week? Oh, there was some new music. Yeah. Who's that? Who is it? Kid so Cudi. The, yeah. So, the biggest drop. Yeah, the biggest drop of the week was Kid Cudi, Jack Harlow also. Y'all, it's weird because I kind of like Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. He has this song on this on this on on his old album. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to this new one. And same with Kid Cudi. I started it. Kid Cudi might be a little bit 
a little bit of a different vibe than what I'm used to. So Serge, you'll have to share the songs that you like with me so I can give them a listen. But like I said, Kid Cudi was the biggest drop. I noticed that Taylor Swift also dropped some newness. Yes. That's all, <laughs> That's all I got. KT, what's your sad face? What you got for the song of the week? Or song of the day, song of the week? All right, so we heard about the The verse. coach's groove. Yeah, coach's groove. Appreciate that. Well, never mind. <laughs> Leave it alone, be All right, so we heard about the verses with Anthony Hamilton and Music Soul Child. So I'm going to give y'all two this week. So for Anthony Hamilton, of course, you got to go with Charlene. And for music, I went with, went with Half Crazy. So those I are my two. Half Crazy, but Charlene get on my nerves. I hate this. I do not like Charlene. Sitting here waiting on you. Yo, and I want to, I want to, all the people that are sleeping on music, I'm going to need y'all to run music back. Like it's That's, really people out here I, sleeping I, on music. I'm just, I'm just gonna whoop him. Come on, music soul child got bangers. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know how. I mean, don't he like does, him. but it's not Anthony Hamilton. I'm sorry. Yeah, they got two different styles. They're both great, but music soul child has more songs than he do that you can listen to. No. Yeah, and music that soul child. Yeah. Yes, music soul, like, have y'all, Pam? I'm gonna ask you this. No. Absolutely not. Okay, hey, never mind. You saw the sidelines at playing with. <laughs> Y'all should see me at a game. It's hilarious. Anyway, I know he didn't just take tears out the game. Did he just take tears out the game? I know he just take tears. I know damn well. <laughs> no, he can take out four of them players, but he don't make me come down there. All right, B, what you got for that shoot, man? All right, man. So my my guy Serge, shout out to him because he actually teased this shoe about five weeks ago. And at the point at that time, it wasn't ready, but it had to simmer a little bit. So Kevin, can you do the honors for your boy, please? I'm sure I'm trying to share it. There we go. There we go. It hey, is called... The yellow outfit right now. That's absolutely right. Not only is this is a very old LSU edition, it is actually Kobe Bryant's player edition version that he actually wore back in the early 2000s as a Laker. It is known as the yellow toe. If you know anything about the iconic Allen Iverson sneakers, the British company Reebok put all of their money behind AI. And to this day, he is probably one of the most prominent shoes I guess you could say play edition shoes that they have. So I don't even need to go anymore. We on time strap. So you see the shoe. I don't really wear Reeboks, but this is one that I don't know between this one and the red toes. I might have to go out and cop this joint. If you're a Jordan fan, they got the hyper blues that are coming out this weekend. But those shoes are going to be $200 for the Jordans 12s. But this one is a $160 shoe. Get it. It's got a great resale value on it. Either way you go, you can't lose, but I'm going yellow toe this weekend. Yeah, it's an oh, awesome shoe right here. Go Tigers. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick up those too, man. All right. This so, shirt, if it looks good with the shirt, whatever. You you can claim it. You can claim that you're going to wear it with that LSU. Hey, just get your Kobe jersey, bro. Don't get in this, KD. Look, you notice I put my yellow on. I went and got my yellow. It ain't even yellow. You colorblind. I don't know. We family. We That's family. That's brown. color. It's gold for purple. For purple and gold. I'm going to need y'all to leave me alone. Oh, okay. Look brown. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So it is time for the Manhattan Project. So, Katie, what do you have? First, 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 I want to point out that I am drinking currently the, ooh, where is that? Noble Lemonade. The pink lemonade. And what, about a month or so ago when 
Brent Bryant Bryson. Right. Was on the <laughs> he said that this was going to be new. He has the regular <laughs> shut up, E. Jones. <laughs> he has regular vodka and he was coming out with the pink lemonade like that weekend it was dropping. So I picked it up. I think it's very good. I think it needs like a little tinge of lemonade, but you can also drink it straight if you're an alcoholic like that. I like a little, just a little lemonade in it. I think it'll make it great. Or a little, what do you call it? A lemon wheel for garnishment? Uh-huh. Yes, I'm learning. So anyway, I just want to point that out. Take it away, Katie. Yes, yes, yes. So I went to the, of course, I went to Total Wine and More again, my favorite, favorite spot. And I went in there with the intention of getting a tequila or my favorite Bombay gin, Sapphire, Bombay Sapphire gin. But instead there was a dude in there and he sold me some, it's called Sotal, which is supposedly like a cousin to tequila. And what really, really sold me is the makers are actually from Texas and they are veterans. They found each other at the University of Texas in the MBA program and it is made from, so tequila I think is usually made from, what's the plant? that tequila comes from, y'all know? Guave, yes. Agave, agave. Yeah, agave, agave. So they found a plant called, I think it's Sotol, and it's made pretty much the same way as tequila. So they have a silver, and then this one would be considered the, I guess the Anejo version of it. So this one is treated more of like whiskey. I believe that it is 100 proof. So my my drink of the week is the Sotol fashion. So it's pretty much made like an old fashioned. It's kind of strong. So people that... So she said kind of strong. She said 100 proof, and I, I felt a house sprout out my chest right there. No. Okay, <laughs> so 100 proof. Let me Damn, tell you. That's some veterans making it too. All right. Right, right. I'm trying exactly. to tell you. That's, that's they they paid three. Hey, okay, hey, Kim, so, that's what they was drinking on them Westerns before they got a tooth pulled. That 100 exactly. proof. Yeah, and it's made, it's made like the where they get the Sotal plant is pretty much like it's like a whole story of the Western. I have to do like an episode. Hopefully, I can yeah. link up with the makers and they can tell us all about it. So so like I say, the old fashioned is strong. I actually tried to drink it straight and I couldn't I couldn't handle it. So the old yeah, fashioned <laughs> The old fashioned is a little more lighter than drinking it straight. And then if you're just completely just not with the strength, <laughs> I definitely recommend making it with Fever Tree. The Fever Tree has a ginger ale and it's so good. That's what I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, so that's my drink of the week. We're kind of running short on time. So I'm going to hold my questions. And oh, I thought you'd say we're running Please short on liquor in the house. Please give oh, <laughs> we still got 10 minutes. Give, Are you sure? give us one question. Give like, us one question. Okay, so the question is, KT, help me with the question. Was what? it sent in the group? Well, I tell you what, while Kevin's trying to find that question, I want to oh, know what, what proof of drink did Kevin have Saturday night as them seconds and he missed that field goal <laughs> and that final <laughs> score went up. What was you drinking on, Kevin? Yeah, cool. Well, B. Jones, I already told you I didn't even watch the game. I watched like two plays of the game, so I wasn't drinking. So, so nice. Yep. All right. So, okay. So here is the question. Now this is a crazy, crazy question. And oh, I yeah. definitely want to give y'all my opinion on this. So here's the question or no. Yeah. Your yeah. thoughts or the question. All right. So if we're going on a date and you don't offer to pay for babysitting plus a to go box meal for my child, we're not going. 
So what are your thoughts on this thought process of this <laughs> of this person? I don't know who the hell she thinks she is, because that is just I'm going out with you. This is a first date. And you want me to take care of your kid and the babysitter? That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to pay for our dinner if I asked you out. I didn't ask your kid out. I didn't ask about a babysitter. That's all on you. So that's just... That's just no matter how much money I got. I yeah, hey, I don't even know your kid, cuz. But I'm going to say this. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. If the dude was really, truly on that game, right? I could see him offering... To take a doggy bag, but that day, that babysitter, you better call your mama, hey, because I, I ain't got, I ain't paying for nobody babysitter now. Or we can do a trade-off. I'll take care of the kids' meal. I'll take care of the babysitter, but we go to McDonald's. Okay, so uh, I, I had a different, tra- I had a different trade-off in mind. <laughs> you, you took the, the Christian McDonald's route. <laughs> We going to the, the Motel Six route. That's what you. That's think. What, that's what, I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, you got doggy bang. Let's get it to go. Let's go. Okay, so here are my thoughts on that. That's dumb as hell. I have been out on date before where men have said, "I'm gonna need y'all to mute your mic." Almost cut. He's talking about McDonald's. Cam, he's talking about McDonald's. Mute yourself, B. Jones. Mute yourself. Mute it. All right, Pam, tell me, tell me, tell me. I have been out on a date. I have been on two dates where the man actually asked if I wanted to take something home to my son. It was our first date. I declined. I Because number one, we weren't at like an Applebee's or a Chili's. We were at Seasons 52, where the Ooh. meals is at least $20. So I was like, no, he's good. That's lunch. That's lunch, $20. That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm like, no, you know, he's good. He can, a matter of fact, I was taking the rest of my food home. I was like, you can just eat this. It's okay. It's, it's not a big deal. I would never expect me, even when my son was younger, if I accept the date, that means that I am going i am saying that i am available during that time and i mean now if i if i say that i can go and then all of a sudden last minute my babysitter backs out and i say oh i don't have a babysitter or i can't go because such and such such, and you say well i'll i'll pay for a babysitter i mean that's different but i don't expect anybody to do anything extra our date is our date and that's just what it is because when you start wanting a man to do extra just like these two nasty ones over here in this lsu (laughs) gear they gonna want you to do a little extra for that extra that they did and i ain't hey let let me ask you a question I'm going to change the tone a little bit and get serious. But as a black single woman with kids, which is both of y'all, at what stage are y'all comfortable with letting a partner that you're dating with? At what point do y'all are comfortable letting your kid around them, especially when they're younger like that? When they were younger, oh, absolutely not. When Terrence was young, there was he didn't my ex that I dated for a long time. He didn't meet him for a good Actually, no. He actually came to Dallas. It was a, it was still a good seven, eight months, though. Yes, about right. Yeah. Six months. Yeah, yeah it, was about, it was about seven, eight months. Right yeah, now, so I don't really care. I, it's funny because he be asking me, when you going to... Yeah, he, he grown. He, he grown. Team, he grown. Yeah, so. but I'm, I'm still wondering about the dude who, who, like, the woman that wants somebody to purchase for their kids. Like, most... Most women like, nah, let's keep the kids out of this until we on some other kind of stuff. Like, don't even talk about my kid. I tell you about them. I'll offer up information about my kid, but don't right. don't don't try to pry too much into my kid. That situation. Def- definitely. And I hate I hate when men do that. They want to seem so concerned for the child just because it's like, oh well, I'm gonna ask because I know that this is you know her everything. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah, hate, yeah. I hate that. But I definitely would never ever ask a man this question. You know, never ever ever. I definitely would ever. Yeah, ever ever keep my child distant. Yeah. I think the only thing that I would that I would be kind of open to, where it's kind of like, is your sitter good? Like, you know, do you have somebody so I can take you out? More of that, more of that. Not really like because he's looking for a sitter, but just to make sure that you, you know, you got everything taken care of. Yeah. What time the sitter finish? <laughs> is it, is, is the, exactly. Does the sitter finish at 11? <laughs> or can you come in at any time yeah, with and, the sitter? And, and the reason, you know what? No. no, look, and the reason why you're asking that, because do I need to pay for this $20 room or do I need to pay for this $350 room? Oh, exactly. $350 room, we either going to the Motel 6 or the Hojo. <laughs> Twenty dollars for two hours. I've actually been on dates where I have said, you know what, I'm gonna take some food home to my son, but I ordered that separately and I pay for that separately. I don't expect I'm not expecting someone to pay for something. I'll be like, hey, I'm gonna grab my son's nachos real quick, you know, hold on a second, whatever. You know, but, and that's and that's when I don't even take food to go. Like, nah, we're gonna keep this food right here because um you could take the food to go. You wanna take the food to go, it's all yours. Yeah, and I bet the woman that did this, she ain't good looking. She probably, she probably uh, not. She probably not. Like, <laughs> she got about six five kids. kids. The reason you can't find out is you got like five kids. That's why. <laughs> All right, y'all. So I just want y'all to know we have not had an Uncut Gems in a while, but starting in 2021, I will be back with the Uncut Gems because y'all, my life is a whole story. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a comedy series. So I have plenty of things going on in my head. So in 2021, I will definitely be back with Uncut Gems. But as for right now, we are moving on to the yeet. So V Jones, what do you have for us this week? I'm going to be very brisk about this one, but I'm going to start off by saying, what is he doing? We can't hear you. Exactly. You can't hear me. And how hard is that? This past week, the Texas School of Death completed an astounding, amazing accomplishment, beating an undefeated Veritas Academy and being the first deaf school or any school with disability to win a state football championship and they are big fans of the rangers they had a whole big theme about being the underdogs and i'm just trying to sit up here and think like what did it take for them to pull this off when you when you think about football is probably one of the most communicative sports out there in the game without communication you're nothing from lines from calls being made at the line of scrimmage to plays going off you only got 45 seconds to get a play in so i know whoever was calling in the plays they were probably exhausted by the end of the game so, oh, yeah. hey, I'm just. So, I, I watched a video until it was covered on the news. So, they actually have a drum that they put on the sideline, and that's how they to hike the ball. And that drum basically sends a vibration. These guys feel the vibration oh, from yeah. that. Shut and, your mouth! Yes, and that's how they actually play. Well, so it's. I, that makes it even harder. For, for me, then already just being the fact of being deaf. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't hey, so that. for even playing the game of football, <clears throat> for going out there in a, in a combat-type sport, putting it all out there on the line, you already deserve the yeet. But what even makes this yeet worthy at the maximum is to go out and beat an undefeated team and win the state championship. So Texas School of Death, hey, for, for your outstanding accomplishment, for winning the Texas State Championship, for being the first of your very own kind, you deserve a yeet. 
All right, y'all. Yes. So, Callie J, I don't. I uh, this a lot of these stories I can't. I can't share because yeah, I gotta protect the innocence. <laughs> oh my gosh, innocence, really, Pam? I have to protect the innocent. Because... Y'all better be cool. He probably watching. I'm glad I'm here in Frisco. <laughs> oh, whoa! I'm in. I'm in Richardson. I cannot. <laughs> You're in Tyler, Texas, bro. All right. <laughs> Meet you on Smith at 1522 Morning Star Drive. Frisco, Texas, 7505. I'm, I'm in Carrollton. I'm in Carrollton. I don't know where they. Hey, no, I don't no, even know that. I need to buy you. I need to buy you. <laughs> I cannot. Two minute warning. Two minute warning. All right. So, who has shout outs? KT, you have any shout outs for this week? Reluctantly, shout out to the LSU Tigers for their victory over Florida. And a shout out to me because Friday, I'm celebrating my 43rd birthday. Woo! Happy birthday, Kev. So you're older than me, so what does that make you? I thought I sure thought you were turning 38, man. If he's no. turning 38, I'm turning 35. No, you're turning 50. Go ahead. Who, who's Shut that? up. Serge, do you have any shout out? I want to give a shout out to just like KT, I want to give a shout out to all the other guys who I'm in fantasy football leagues with. Great season. Made the best man win. Hopefully, in our league, B. Jones may the best man be you. And I want to give a shout-out to KT because I just got a notification on Facebook the other day that I think we posted our first website or first episode three years ago. And so, obviously, for us to start what we did then, not really having – we're just going to wing it and see what, what happens. And here we are three years later, still rocking and rolling better than ever. So, we had a lot of hiccups, audio hiccups. Technical difficulties, but Wait, Utah? we made it through. No, no, no. This is way before that. This is Studio oh, okay. A. Yeah, boy. I we said took a detour through Utah, too. This is like we're still doing 101 podcast 101 and doing it on the fly. So definitely want to give a shout out to KT for us to start Sports Live Talk and get it to where it is today. Appreciate the brother. All right, KD, who you shout out this week? So my shout out this week is, well, I have a few. So shout out to the new listeners that joined us tonight. And then shout out to to KT, whose birthday is this weekend, or yeah, this coming weekend. And then shout out to my baby again. So I officially have a teenager. My daughter turned 13 this weekend and she wore my ass out and I'm still recovering. Girl, where weren't we at? Okay, next time we got you. I'm sure we're going to still be turning up this weekend. <laughs> all right, any more? That's all I got. All right, B. Jones, who you got? I know. All, Go ahead. all right, so first and foremost, I got I got to show Kel some love. Shout out to my guy for rocking the purple and go. You've been a good sport. I, hey, when that kick happened, I looked at my wife. I said, ooh, I'm going to whack Kevin's ass out on Wednesday night. I was like, I cannot wait, man. So shout out to you for being a good sport, bro. I like my steak medium well just get, to get uh, chilies how about that i'll show you you can get a chili steak <laughs> all right i want to give a shout out to super fan lucas avery he i told y'all a couple of weeks ago we had a new fan he was born he finally made it home and my precious 83 year old grandmother celebrates her birthday today it's that's a phenomenal thing that's a blessing i'm so excited about that one and then shout out to my wife because y'all know over the last year i've been bringing shoes into the house right so i know exactly what the metrics are on a shoe delivery box and today i saw something that looked like a size 12 (laughs) underneath that tree i don't know what they gonna be it's a pair of skates (laughs) Hey, that's what my cousin said. It's some, sli- it's some Nike slides. Hey, but uh, 
But I'm excited. So shout out to the wifey for giving me some Christmas gifts. And hey, this is hashtag BCE. Best Christmas ever around the Jones family in Richardson. <laughs> All right, well, my shout out is to my fabulous co-hosts and, and, and counterparts here on this show. I missed y'all last week, but you know, I was getting my Tyra Banks, Naomi Campbell on with the Christmas photo last week with my kids. So I appreciate y'all holding it down for me. And also shout out to baby boy because he puts up with me. He he allows me to just, I, this, I told him this last year, just do whatever I say, just do it. Just don't give me no lip. Just do it because I'm your mama and this is my last year and I just need these moments. So shout out to him. And we will see you all next week. KD, I believe you have a very quick announcement that you want to give before I close out the show. Yeah, so I'm going to try to make this real, 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 real quick. Shout out to my most favorite person in the world, just oh, a little bit you. sometimes. They just text me and let me know that the music Soulchild and Anthony Hamilton thing isn't definite. So if y'all go on the Versus website, it's not up. And yeah, I mean, not the Versus website, the Versus Instagram. It's not on there. So it seems to be something that somebody shared on Twitter and it's something that they may want in the future. So that's not official. So hopefully we can talk it up and make it happen. All right. That's All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us again. Our regulars, Callie J, Scoop, KD, damn it, Coach Purcell, all of y'all, we appreciate you for joining us this week. Shout out to LSU. Go Tigers. Let my baby in. I know he ain't got the GPA, but do it anyway. Call in a favor for me. B. Jones, thank you for listening to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life without sports is just talk, and we will catch y'all next week. Same time, same place. Go play the West. Go Tigers. The baby say I'm fly, she see me I know I got a giant in the drip But I double cause I'm tired of the vibe She clingy And I don't play around with the wrist When I get it, you already know the vibe is VVs I swear I feel alive when I'm in them In the yo to the air making vibes on repeat And I ain't gotta lie, you see these she want a vibe, she need three Each one for my boys, my teammates Swimming through the riches with my squad, believe me Iced out, all the mods, Felipe's Big dogs, he's legit, know I'm eight Cook a little, know I'm different, raw with the eight Do this for my sons, I know it's mine for the taking Little baby, little like she the type that be playing Slide, then I skate this She dummy, probably thinking who this yeah, Money, now it's funny how I see the moves switch But boy named girl, funny how the two mix So I got them upside, now they got the loose list Want the doors with a suicide on it If I'm winning, gotta put my